Hello everyone. Welcome to Infants on Thrones. Today, we will be discussing pride. What are some things that you're proud of? Of course, in June, we celebrate gay pride, LGBT pride. And this all began back in the summer of 69 in America, in New York City, when the police went on their usual raid of the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village, New York. For whatever reason, this time, the queers in Stonewall weren't gonna take it anymore. We're here! We're queer! We don't want any more bears! We're here! We're queer! We don't want any more bears! Hey, Homer, that's a pretty catchy chant. Where'd you learn it? Oh, I heard it at the mustache parade they have every year. And so, pride began with a fight. And the question is, does that fight continue today? is Infants on Thrones. Baby steps. Who wants someone to preach to? The philosophies of men. I like magical toys. Who wants religion to Mingled with humor. I don't believe in them. There will be many willing to preach to you the philosophies of men mingled with humor. We are evolving. Baby steps. You can buy in this world of money. good in everything look for the people who will set your soul free it always seems impossible until it's done look for the good in everyone would you say that again when i flip someone off it's always an expression of love it means i like you you've never flipped me off Yay. Wow, that was a double, <laughs> double <laughs> barrel flip. Holy cow. Double deuce. How's it going, All right. everybody? It's go- oh, you look like you dress for the occasion. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Purpose? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Do. Nice. Oh, I got this. I'm, I'm I changed. I was running errands and I came home and I was like, huh. Where's this is stuff? like the closest you get for me right now. Yeah, I don't know if that works. I think if it were. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, and you weren't wearing green, you'd be pinched right now. Mm, dang. I know. Oh, that's right. I when I pinch know. people, it's because I love them. <laughs> hey, me too. Yeah. Let's see. I didn't know until recently that each color represented something. Does everybody know that? I don't know. <laughs> no. You're going to teach us tonight. Well, I have to look it up again. <laughs> uh, I did. I did know that. Because... You did? Do you know what they are? Sabrina! I, I do not know what they are. Hey, Sabrina! What's up? How's it going? Is this the Sabrina? Guys! The one and only. Don't, don't tell anyone I did this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. Your secret's safe anybody. with me. Yeah, this is, this is top secret. Yeah. I'm so scared. 
Ah! <laughs> We're so scary. <laughs> so, oh, so, gosh. Hey, everybody, take off your shirts. Go ahead. Start. Oh, what? my gosh. Stop it. That, that's what happens when you leave the church. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Mandatory. All right. Oh, Ren, Ren, Ren's leading the discussion tonight. But, Ren, before you do, let, let's have Sabrina introduce herself because this is her first time. Are, are you even going to yeah. use your real name and, like, tell everybody? Because... Your whole life is going to change after this. Nothing is going to be the same. Don't be scared. You're such a liar. Okay. True. I am a liar. Okay. Check it out. Uh, This is how I'm representing myself. As myself. Okay. Which is, I had not thought about this because I've been planning a trip that I'm not going to take all day. So, um, but this is the only way I can do it because I still go to church and I still feel loyal to my people. And I want to show that, that, uh, you know, you can explore and be like connected to everybody and you can change your mind. You can do it all live on national television. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be held to anything I say. Like I need that disclaimer. Otherwise yeah. I just, my anxiety is going to get the best of me. I need to say, guys, I get to take, I get to change my mind in 30 seconds. And also, um, I can be influenced, which I think might be kind of cool on a podcast. And because most people, usually by the time they get to the podcast, they don't, they've already made up their mind. Well, this is super weird that I have, I have very few things that I feel like I've made up my mind on. It's just like everything is in flux. I'm actually trying to get more grounded, but that might be an interesting perspective. I just, oh, the other thing is I also have like all my family, everybody super dedicated. So I can't like, I'll show respect, you know, for my tribe. Uh, yeah, that's going to be I hard guess. for you though, because you also have a pretty wicked sense of humor and you like Ooh, making it's gonna be super <laughs> jokes and, and quips. So and what stuff, do we do but, about that? Uh, oh my we, God. Just, we just let it fly and just accept things as See they are. Yeah, oh, without Glenn, judgment. So much fun with yeah. this. This is so hard for me. Y'all don't even know. All right. It's fine though. It's not my well, personal see, session. It's a podcast. Hey, Sabrina, <laughs> just so you know, you said you're figuring things out. I have things figured out. So yeah. oh, I'm good. I'm just that. so glad Gert you're is, here. Gert is where we point people when they need grounding. <laughs> yes. Sabrina, you're oh, honest wow. about it. You're yeah. the one that's honest about this this part that everybody has. I'm pretty sure. All right. All right. Well, I feel like the the uh flighty folk we'll call ourselves we're we are underrepresented in, on podcasts so I'm here to flights represent. unite flights <laughs> unite <laughs> all right well oh, i'd gosh. like to turn the time over now to ren hey everyone today is uh june 23rd month of june and today we're gathered together to celebrate pride <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Take that, Freedom. President Benson. <laughs> exactly. Before we get started, though, I, I have a fun little game here I'd like to play for a little bit. This is called Profit or Profit. And uh, that's a uh, profit with an F and other profit, of course. Yes. Well. <clears throat> so the point of this game, I'm going to read uh, some little quotes, inspirational quotes. And your job is to guess 
whether they were the words of the Lord through the mouth of his prophet or uh, a quote from a get rich quick scheme book. Okay. All right. Okay. Or All both. right. <laughs> Is this a trick question? <laughs> maybe. All right. So uh, maybe we'll start with kind of like an easy one. Uh, how about this one? Uh, the goal is not to simply eliminate the bad, which does nothing more than leave you with a vacuum, but to pursue and experience the best in the world. Now, is that a prophet or a prophet with an F? Uh, remember the F. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. I never forget the F, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's the first thing he remembers, actually. That's That's gotta be a prophet with an F. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe vacuum salesman. Or something. Very good. Yes. Profit with an F. That's from the book, The Four Hour Work Week. Oh. Four Hour Work Week. Okay. <laughs> I read it. There's there's good stuff from that, but a lot of bullshit. Yes. In it too. If, it, if it would have been the three hour, uh, what would it block? block <laughs> yeah, meeting? three hours. Maybe. <laughs> maybe yes. I would have thought, but it's two hours now. So who knows? Yeah. Okay, how about this one? Without hard work. Nothing grows but weeds. Mm. That's pH. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's, 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 that's an weed. thing. Yeah. Yes, There's that's only right. weeds. Yeah. That's right. That's from uh, Gordon Hinckley with that one. All right. Remember the B. Gordon B. <laughs> All right. I believe, well, no, it's not to that one. Let's do this one. Uh, <laughs> but how are we to be made happy? There is one course. Love the giver more than the gift. Oh, that's LDS. Ah, oh, very good. Do you know any guesses of who? Say, say it again. But that how are like we Acker. to be made happy? There's one course. Love the giver more than the gift. I don't know. Neil that could be any of them. That could be Neil A. Maxwell. Yeah. That could be Pack Oaks. Well, it goes way back to old Brigham Young, the line oh. of the Lord there. Really? Yeah. I don't believe you. He did not talk about <laughs> killing anyone. I... <laughs> All right. It's so easy to allow consumer debt to get out of hand. If you do not have the discipline to control the use of credit cards, it is better not to have them. Uh, a well-managed family does what? Got it. Tag. <laughs> I, I already know. It's a, it's a what? You finish it. Okay. Oh. No, I remember this. because I don't think it's a contest, Sabrina. Sorry, it, it is a contest. Oh, it is. It, it is. is? Yes, yes. Oh, it's. Oh, okay. <laughs> it definitely. I felt like I needed a buzzer there. Uh, so, mm -hmm. well, because I was patiently you. waiting. I, th this sounds LDS you to don't me. Know yeah. It's a yeah, well managed it's family does not pay interest. It earns Benson. it. Nope. Uh, uh, Tom Perry. Yeah. Ah. yeah Tom Perry. I do remember the talk, though, because it, it registered, unfortunately. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all I right. mean, it's talking about debt. Yeah. Tom Perry, he had a super distinct voice, right? Like, he did. I oh. believe in the church <laughs> of Jesus Christ. Oh, look out, Kurt. <laughs> General oh Conference God. parodies are ahead in your future. I see it. Uh, I see it. Um, okay, how about this? If a man has in himself the soul of a slave, will he not become one no matter what his birth? 
thinking it has to be F because we've done so many PHs. Yes, good guess. That's right. That's from the richest That's man in Babylon. <laughs> I don't have any wealth of knowledge over cast. quotes, so <laughs> I'm coming in with whatever strategy I have. Yeah, I, I also our context clues. I, I don't think that an LDS leader would say "slave" in a talk like that because it would bring too oh much attention to what they're not. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't. They don't want anybody to think that they would think about slavery. They've got to beat around That's the right. bush. We got to. We got to avoid that topic. Okay. Uh, how about our acts can be no wiser than our thoughts? Our what can? Our acts. I was thinking acts like oh. something you cut with. Like axe yeah. body spray. Okay. Yeah. Acts. Our acts. Yeah. I'm going to say the F. PH. Ah, oh, Kurt, the first one to miss. Everybody's been oh. doing so good, but you missed it. It was an F. Yeah. <laughs> That's from, again, the richest okay. man in Babylon. Okay, let's do two more. How about this one? Um, it's more important to grow your spirit than cut your dreams. F. That's right, F. Think cut and grow dreams. rich. Think. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, Wait, yeah, I know. Dreaming? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just thought it sounded churchy. Parody, parody, motivational quote. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Pride gets PH. no pleasure. <laughs> Pride gets no pleasure out of having something, only out of having more of it than the next man. We say that people are proud of being rich or clever or good looking, but they are not. We say they are proud. Are proud. <laughs> they are proud of being richer, cleverer, or better. It is the comparison that makes you proud. The pleasure of being above the rest. Is that really Ezra Taft Benson? It yeah. is Marlon Google. K. Jensen. Marlon K. Jensen. Okay. Quoting oh, Ezra Taft Benson. Okay, all right. Quoting C.S. Lewis. Oh, come on. Oh, dang. <laughs> really? It's Inception. Flash. <laughs> it's Inception. <laughs> yes, the triple oh. quote. Yeah. Wow. Well, so that was C.S. Lewis was speaking quoting. for God. That's yeah. C.S. Lewis was speaking for God, so it's still P.H. That's right. That's right. Well, That'd be loophole. funny. If they would have been like, unquote, you know how they do that, Un mm. like close quote, close quote, close quote, close quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chain. And like loops, close <laughs> with their hands. Uh, yeah, but no. Today we're talking about Pride, June, the Pride Month, uh, the celebration of uh, gay rights, LGBTQ rights, and. Uh, is everybody familiar with the, the, the history of this? I know uh, Elaine Bajou claims that, uh, you know, history is a symbolic fiction, but uh, what is the, the symbolic uh, nature of uh, having pride in June? You guys, everybody up to date on that? Is it because that's when it was legalized? Like gay marriage was legalized? Yeah. Or it would go before the that, riots, wouldn't it? The 69 riots? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. New York. I didn't know anything about this until until prepping for this podcast based on your uh, prompts, Ren. Which I was knew you were a prepper. <laughs> I am a prepper. I, knew I have 14 New yellow York. buckets here. Yeah. That's right. Um, the uh, 
the Stonewall riots at the Stonewall Inn um, in 69, you know, in the ever since the end of World War II, homosexuality was, uh, of course, uh, banned in polite society and in fact banned by law in many places. And uh, in New York, um, you know, homosexuals, queer people, lesbians uh, had to meet in secret and uh, uh, places that, um, uh, I, I don't know if you've uh, kind of read much about the Stonewall Inn, but it wasn't exactly like the most glamorous place in town. It was kind of a seedy bar um, that was not very well, um, you know, upkept. It was like the only place where homosexuals could go to dance. Um, mm. And uh, there was only, and uh, but the police knew about it they knew that this was going on and they would regularly do these raids um and uh normally the patrons of the bar uh would like pull their money together to bribe the police to you know leave after a little while um and uh just one night june 29th 1969 the police came for their raid kind of later than they were expected um and uh, for whatever reason, uh, uh, they, the, the queers didn't uh, stand for it anymore. And uh, they started a riot, uh, lasted two nights. Um, and there's all kinds of tales you can read about, uh, about the riots, you know, famous moments of people forming like can-can kicking lines to kick the police. <laughs> <Love>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, best. drag queens in the street uh, uh, hurling bricks at the police, um, overturning police cars, um, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a fight and, uh, uh, it was a fight that kind of galvanized a lot of, um, uh, gay rights activists at the time. I mean, it wasn't like that was the first time ever, um, people were fighting mm -hmm. for gay rights, but it was kind of a watershed moment, um, when, uh, you know, a line was drawn in the sand, I guess, and a lot of organizations uh, coalesced around that. And uh, the next year was the first uh, gay pride parade uh, in several cities across the United States. And ever since then, um, it's just been growing and growing in June. Do you know, it wasn't clear to me. So in New York in the late 60s, was it illegal to like, practice any sort of homosexuality or anything like that like when I was reading about it like the article was talking about how cops were coming and they were like like checking people's gender and things like like stuff like that which was I, I didn't it wasn't clear to me what the cops were doing and like what they were writing or what individuals were like fighting back against I guess yeah I think uh you know cross-dressing was something that was illegal for in a lot of cities uh I don't of course I don't think there was any kind of like federal laws about it but certainly um uh you know there's a lot of state laws and local laws pertaining to homosexuality cross-dressing you know uh yeah and uh uh so yeah um it's basically like being monitored continuously yeah. <laughs> like yeah a lot of people think, you know, um, kind of at the end of World War II, you know, it was a moment during like the, the McCarthy era and like the Red Scare and homosexual, mm -hmm. 
spirituality was kind of lumped in with like communism and like mm. anti-American like yeah um, they sentiment. thought they would be more inclined to be persuaded by that which is disturbing and I I okay you're gonna think I'm funny uh when this became relevant to me in my life I did like a kind of a historical timeline I guess turns out they already did that on uh what's the website the LDS um Latter-day Saints I think anyway they already did it so I didn't need to do it but um so I, I, I just thought it was interesting that at this time, the DSM, like it had listed it in context. It, it was kind of considered to be in the DSM, a mental disorder until 1974, they switched it. So the context at the time in 68 was when it was put, it was still on the second DSM. It was still in there as that. Mm. So that's why um, it's just interesting to see how we've kind of, evolved um, and watch how society evolved on this topic and just kind of see where society took off with it in this evolution and then we didn't. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what yeah. they... Uh... Yeah, it, 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 it strikes me that, you know, it really wasn't that long ago in terms of like history or like historical context. Like, of course, you know, we probably all have relatives that were alive at that time. Um, and, uh, 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 so that's kind of interesting to think about, like, you know, in your life, like I, I, I think about like in, in my lifetime, how, how lifetime, how are things going to change in the next 50 years, you know, um, compared to the last 50 years, like, is it still going to be this rapid change in, uh, cultural acceptance and well, uh, stuff like that? I, I mean, like, <clears throat> we've seen, we've come so far in so many ways, like with regards to laws and cultural expectations, things like that. But like, around the world, there are still, I was looking at this today, because this was, um, so there's still like, over 70 countries where it's illegal, you know, to practice any form of homosexuality or things like that. There's still 13 countries where you can be put to death around the world which is crazy one of them is this one's close to my heart and we're about to turn this into a soccer podcast just so you guys know one of them is qatar which is which <laughs> which is the world cup where the world cup is taking place this year which is a big deal because there's like the whole world is coming to this place where you know like the, the whole reason qatar got the world cup is because of oil money and them bribing fifa essentially but we're like bringing the whole world to this place and saying, come like celebrate here. But also you, the, you know, the Qatari government is like, you can come here, you can be gay and come here, or you can be trans and come here, but just don't show it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like the, it's like the don't ask, don't tell essentially policy of uh, world cups, which is so batshit crazy to me that we're hosting a world event like this. that's supposed to bring everyone together and expecting people to, to like come here but not be yourselves it's ridiculous to me anyway that's that's my no, that's a, we can we can move on huge. from the soccer podcast now <laughs> yeah but for all of you like have you ever uh like participated in private events or or done anything in in june to kind of celebrate lgbtq stuff i'll um tell you that i never actually did until like um two or three years ago after i came out 
Um, but uh, I don't know. Have you, have you ever gone to a pride parade or anything tell like that? Tell us about that, man. Like, tell us about what sparked, was it coming out that made you feel comfortable in going or was it? Yeah, of course. What did, what did it do for you? Like when you were there, what types of feelings did you have? Yeah, so... Uh, I know you love to talk about feelings. So. <laughs> I do love to talk about feelings. <laughs> My favorite thing. No, I... So, you know, growing up in the church, uh, there's a ton of internalized, like, transphobia, homophobia. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of uh, really hard feelings about that. Um, but when I came out and, like, was able to... to um, be myself. Um, of course, like I wanted to participate in, in pride events and kind of be a part of the community, but it's a very, uh, it's a very tough thing just because of the nature of like how shy I am. And I think mm. on average, how shy queer people are, <laughs> I think, you That's know, interesting. yeah, you, you, you can get a sense like when you're like watching movies or reading about this kind of stuff that, you know, uh, uh, that homosexuality and, uh, and queerness and, and um, trans people are very flamboyant and outgoing and like, oh, ah, we're going to, you know, but like <laughs> every time I've participated in like a real live event, like on the cruise that I was on that we talked about last time, um, they had some LGBT mixers um that you know my spouse and I went to but there was no one there <laughs> it was oh. just, really well we found out later that there were a lot of them there um but nobody was like nobody was like making themselves known yeah or interacting like we were all just at the bar drinking by ourselves <laughs> <laughs> you were like hey hey yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, because it's still a very scary thing but you know here in Portland um I feel very very much accepted and like mm -hmm. it's there are a lot of very like out there and like fabulous people and yeah. that kind of give you courage and being a part of that really does fill me with like hope and and um courage like you know last two years of course because of covid they didn't have like a pride parade but this year we, we had a pride parade and this was my first time participating and um, I went with my company as like a corporate stooge, which kind of <laughs> is, is another kind of level of criticism about, you know, modern day pride and, and stuff. But I still felt very like, like it, it was amazing. Like, you know, parades that I've been to in the past, like, you know, 4th of July parades or the days of 47 parades in Utah and stuff are very... Uh, there's like a lot of space between stuff, you know, and there's like big floats and um, people, you know, people watching the parade are just kind of quiet watching things go by. But this one was like intimate, like we didn't really have like huge floats. We were just all walking, <laughs> but the crowds were like up into the middle of the street, just like cheering the whole way. And they're like, I was, I was like, I couldn't help but be like, like super excited and like super proud High energy yeah it's i love that yeah it was great i don't know we it's do so we're um, you go 
we're uh, in Eastern Washington in the Tri-Cities. It's not a huge area, but they are forming more uh, groups and uh, events. There are different, we had a pride festival earlier this month that was down at a park and I had everything planned. Look, I had my earrings and like everything. And then I, I, I wasn't able to make it, but this for me personally, you know, having children that are queer, like it, like even just hearing you talk right now, it's kind of hitting me in different ways where I've mm -hmm. gone through the gamut. Like I have felt number one, after learning about my children and them, you know, uh, bravely kind of exposing themselves and coming into themselves to me, especially having history in the church, I felt so much guilt. And I don't know if this is just part of the process, but I thought, you know, cause you feel like all the love that you have for people that you care about and wanting them to be okay so badly. And you think, why did it take till now? <laughs> you know, like yeah. you look at, I've seen those parades. I've seen, you know, I've watched Ellen for, you know, <laughs> and yet, and I knew that I, you know, I wanted to support and I wanted, and I thought I was, but not the way I do now, you know, and it, that makes me sad in some ways, but also really empowered. Like, I feel like, okay, I get it in ways I didn't get it before. And, you know, I can't beat myself up for that because here I am and I'm learning. And so anyway, I just, I find that interesting well, watching people's experiences with participating and how they kind of come into that scene. It's really, it's inspiring. Kurt. Can we talk about like, obviously there's, there's no like one right way or anything to like voice support for the community, but like, what are, what are helpful ways? Like within our spheres of influence, obviously like our friends and our family, children, if you have children or neighbors or at work, things like that. Um, Cause that's like where I am essentially, you know, like none of my kids have officially come out as, um, you know, queer in any way, but you know, I have my suspicions as well and would not be surprised in the, in the slightest if, one or more of them, um, you know, came out at some point to me in the future. And like my, my biggest goal is for them to just be loved and for them to be accepted wholeheartedly as themselves, no reservations, you know, but then I also think like, I'm not super vocal within the community, you know, like I'm not attending lots of pride parades and stuff. Like I've joined like LGBTQ associations with my work and stuff before, but other than that, it's just like conversations I have with people is is the extent of my activism, you know? But yeah, anyway. So I'm curious to hear what you all think as far as like healthy ways or effective ways to engage. Uh, yeah, I think that right now, especially, well, it's always been this way since... Um, since the Stonewall riots, since before the Stonewall riots, that um, the way to show your support to me is like to fight. <laughs> like, and I know that like a lot of us are very 
conflict averse and um you know so much of our lives uh we just want to be able to get along with people right like we just want to be able to to live in peace and and get along with others um but like you've and when i say fight i mean like you've got to make yourself known that you are there as a supporter right like you don't have to like be like um talking about it all the time every day 100% of the time but like you know uh news items come up you know there was just recently you know a bus full of nazis in cordelaine that got pulled over that we're going to go bust up a pride parade and so yeah. you know you might hear people talk about that and something and so little know, controversies with media you know or yeah. movies or any of that it's in the ether like it's all being absorbed and floating around there and when you see it and you notice it mm-hmm. what you say and how you react sets the tone for what yeah happens. yeah <laughs> i have uh Oh, well, you, Jess, I can't see your face. Keep going. I follow the facial cues. I'm not interrupting. Keep going. <laughs> I didn't see your face. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I just, I think from my own experience, which is limited and new, you know, a few years ago, my oldest came out officially, but we had suspicion as well. But while we were still in the church, you know, environment, so we're learning, but I also know it's personal, you know, with each person, there are different ways that they want support on an individual level. And yet, you know, I think Ren addressing it more as a whole, um, you know, I think it's good to examine all of those ways that we can, you know, what we can do or how we can help. But for, for me, I know that Layla, my oldest, which she's very proud and like, she's out there with it now. She has voiced how much it means to her, like the little things, cause I can get kind of annoying <laughs> as a parent. See, like, I'm like, oh yeah, woohoo. Like, um, and I, I, I never really know sometimes if I'm going too far or if I'm annoying her or it's too much. But in the quiet moments, she will pull me aside and say, thanks mom. Like, I know you, I know you really care. Like, and, and I'll hear her conversations with her friends and she'll be like, my mom's really cool. Like my mom, she knows, you know, like she, she gets it. And so something's working. I don't know if it's the shirt or the earrings or the combination, (laughs) but no, I really mean it's, it's talking about it. It's, letting your kids hear how you feel about it um verbally but i don't know i'm kind of rambling now sabrina take it away no i'm so sorry Uh, this is a skill i'm working on (laughs) need to work on um so i this is just me and in my opinion on topics like this like you're gonna have so many different personalities and so many and people are in so many different places as far as their exposure to it. And first of all, my opinion, nothing beats, uh, nothing can compensate for exposure or lack of, right? And it, this is not a cerebral thing. It's one thing to talk about it and you're going to have people that are going to have 
like uh, all the articles to back them up on whatever they want. Oh, I got epigenetics over here. Well, you know, whatever anybody wants to say, and that's up in your mind. But um, experientially, when somebody is actually loves somebody who is in the LGBTQ community, and then they see that person be uncomfortable, and the chance that they have to stand up for that person, that's like a very different thing. And it goes in your, like it gets in your bones. This just happened from somebody who was resistant to me talking about it. And then they had the chance to protect and they came back very emotional to me. I didn't, I'd never had that close a contact to the point where I couldn't not like protect her. It was really crazy. So, okay. So this is my, everybody's going to have different, um, I think roles in something like this because uh, there's multiple points of entry. Um, I'm sorry. I did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brace, you said, can, right? I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say sorry. it for you. That's what she said. That's what she said. So just so you know. The, the active Mormon on the panel just said multiple points of entry. There's a lot of different ways. <laughs> different roles. Oh my different- god. <laughs> Ooh, okay, you guys. <laughs> I tried so hard to filter. <laughs> I couldn't move on. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, what I'm saying is we can approach this from a different way. Okay. The point is, uh, I think there's something to say for somebody like in my position. When I show up in, in a sort of setting where I know people have not, they don't have a lot of exposure. They don't know very much. They're uncomfortable. For me to make it super safe, for, for me to give them exactly what I'm asking for them to give me, that's not to say we don't have boundaries or stand strong, but I've noticed, this is just my experience, if I say, you know what, you really can't offend me on this, like nothing you say um, can offend me, and then they say some stuff, and I'm like, wow, it still didn't offend me, I mean, I'm shocked, but it didn't offend me. And then, and then to watch what they do when they feel like they have space to explore the idea. Because honestly, I think a lot of the resistance, and this is just me, again, making up stuff probably, but I feel like a lot of the resistance is this feeling like um, of it being polarized. Like I need to be where I am now. And in order for me to support, I got to be comfortable being all the way over there. But um I think there's room along the way because like Jess said, this is going to be an evolutionary process as things, as things become unfold and we kind of can't make that go faster than it's going to go. Right. So I think, uh, and I, I guess what I'm saying is to be able to hold boundaries, stand strong and let, let them speak not in a bad way, but to explore the ideas with us not in a mean way. That would be a boundary, right? So I don't really know what the boundaries would be. Maybe that's an idea to explore. Maybe that's not that interesting here, but you know, but in your your own time. One thing you're saying, Sabrina, which is sticking with me is like seeing movement, like a step in the right direction is, is progress, regardless if it's like all the way there, or if it's like my 
racist grandpa didn't <laughs> or sexist grandpa like didn't say the comment once like maybe that's a step in the right direction here or um yeah well because you're inviting them to have exposure if yeah. you're safe and so what's happening is if they feel safe enough to have exposure you i don't think i can change somebody's mind off talking about it but experiences do so that was what my experience was watching that happen is like yeah you're safe we're you know as long as people now this is going to be different ren i'm sure has other stories where sometimes you just got to punch somebody in the face effectively right that's what they i mean look that that makes me uh that's not my style but sometimes people say that's what you got to <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm thinking out loud mm-hmm. i have well, a thought and yeah. i was trying to write it out but it's not working so i'm just going to talk it out for a minute yeah because as i feel like um with it being pride month and and you know we do we have different awareness topics in the world and in our society culturally that we try to amplify you know and reserve months or days or whatever and i love it people can think whatever but i think it's productive and to me you know especially when it comes to you know the marginalized communities and really providing a platform there you know we have you're talking Kurt about like different levels of progress that you know we do we go through these different steps and i think and i don't know there's probably a more organized tier but in my mind i was thinking you know first step always is awareness first step is always seeing or understanding or spark this exists this is there here it is second step is like visibility it's there we're seeing it it's out in the open we're not closing our eyes it's part of us it's part of every group every community every church whatever and then the last or not last but i'm sure there's more in between but i was thinking acceptance you know like how we want understanding there's a thing to get from there to incorporating and and having it be a part of us in a in a wholesome meaningful productive way and to me i see most people can look at that and say okay i understand that whether they're applying it to you know lgbtq community or not whether whatever it is but i see and this is where i get stressed <laughs> as a mom because i see in between each of those steps it's usually always the marginalized that have to fight the hardest to move into the next category and that's where people that are aware on the outside or on you know the fringe area that's where they need us that's where we come together to bump it up you know so yeah. um i think yes there has been a lot of progress if we're speaking specifically within the church or you know in the united states we've got visibility we've we've got it people see it it's there we're aware how do we move really collectively bumping it into that acceptance <laughs> you know like in all those areas i, mean, I don't well, know just just even the whole idea of of pride month and ren you brought up like you know so you're 
marching in the company you work for supports a, a float or a parade, right? Or, or part of the parade. Like even having lots of corporations with millions and billions of dollars in their pocketbooks to be able to support this, like that money is power. And there's obviously pros and cons. Maybe we can get into it a little bit here, but like a lot of money and a lot of exposure in advertisement, advertisements and marketing campaigns, that sort of thing, it, that stuff works. You know what I mean? Like to put a lot of money into a Ben and Jerry's campaign or like Target having two men kiss each other or something like that in an ad, um, like exposure like that helps. It helps people see, oh, like these are two normal people here. Um, there, there's benefit to that, even though there, there's probably some thorny issues that come along with it as well. Well, yeah. right, that would be hanging out in the visibility and that's great. Mm -hmm. And we want, we need, like you're saying, it's super valuable. It, how do we use it? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, how does that mean something instead of, I don't know, what, Ren, well, you say something. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, uh, the, the kind of theme that like Glenn always likes to get back to is that you really can't control any of that. You know, you can only control yourself and your reaction to these kinds of things. And so that question about how do we collectively go into that next level or whatever, you know, really has to get turned inward into how do I get into that like next level, which brings up the point that I, my next agenda item is that's right. The gay agenda. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you did. <laughs> and that is We're gonna hear it. <laughs> the the uh, subject of uh, pride flags, huh? Have you so so we're talking about visibility, Jess, and like you know, you're saying, okay, we're here, we're in visibility, but are we really hmm. in as much visibility as you think that we're in? Like probably not. Do I each of you hmm? Have you ever put out a pride flag in your yard? Yeah, Jess. <laughs> I want to say I changed my mind already. Okay. About? From my last comment until now. Mm -hmm. I just changed it. Let's okay. It. I love it. All I'm saying is I changed my mind. I maybe maybe my goal is not to influence anybody. Like that's too hard. Like maybe it's a full-time job just to do what you said ran at the very beginning, which is um, explore who you are and do your very best to represent the best version of that. And maybe if anybody has exposure to you along the way and it changes them, then that's gravy, but that's not, I'm not going to try to approach any situation in any, any kind of way. Um, not necessarily like, uh, oh, I'm going to approach it from this soft angle. Like, um, so I don't know. I'm just switching gears in the focus of that because I kind of feel like as I, I, right after I said it, I was like, wait, that feels wrong. Um, who cares? I'm not out here to change them. The goal is just to be, to just be, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, 
Can I can I put words in your mouth? Or, or maybe we do it. Yeah. What do you think? Well, you're gonna change my mind again. No, no. You were just saying the goal like is to just be like, and what was coming to my mind as you were saying that, like coming up with that last word, was like to just be accepting, which I feel like when you <laughs> and, and maybe you're changing my mind too here, Ren. Like show like <laughs> like really? like showing that you're accepting to other people. Part of that is yeah. just like Jess, you're wearing a rainbow shirt right now. Like someone would see that and be like, oh, she is someone that I can trust or she is an ally, right? Like my work computer at work, like have a rainbow sticker on the on the outside of my work computer, whatever, which is like so simple and whether it helps or not or whatever, like someone could see that and be like, oh, Kurt is probably like an ally, hopefully, right? But I don't put a flag on my house like in the month of June or ever i don't put any flags on my house but like maybe i should you know what i mean like i i, I like there are people in my neighborhood who do and now that i'm thinking about it more clearly or, or just like as we're talking here thinking like helping others feel accepted and loved and and like like i potentially could be a safe place for someone that feels meaningful and like valuable to me which okay I, i'm just thinking through this here i want to say yeah. too though i think I look at people that are in their lane doing their thing and the energy they're putting into that. And it might not be my thing, but I mm -hmm. admire that that's something that sets their little soul on fire, you know, like, um, and do I try to practice having compassion for people that, you know, <laughs> are supporting things that I don't like? Yeah. Yes, I'm practicing. But I think that, you know, it's kind of getting at what you're saying, Sabrina, and then too, of like really focusing inward, what does set my, you know, like my heart on fire, and I can feel like, you know, as a mom, and having the experiences that I do with my children, this has lit a fire in me personally, like I have energy and emotions, that's like fueling <laughs> this kind of visibility in this format. So I think, if we can trust that we will be ignited by whatever we need to promote or to call into action or whatever, then, you know, the world would be a, a better place instead of saying, why am I not doing this? Or why am I yeah. not, you know, putting a flag out right now or whatever, you know, it's like, what? Ren, what? can I ask you a question? Yeah. Before you came out, mm -hmm and you like saw someone flying a rainbow flag or someone wearing, you know, some mm -hmm. sort of memorabilia, like what did that mean to you or how did that make you feel? Yeah, it's been a journey. Um, and I've got to say probably like eight years ago, um, uh, it's the first time like I actually met somebody, well, um, first time I met somebody who who was out like that that had like stickers and like uh you know flags and stuff and they were very 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 proud of uh who they were and they had like uh, one of those equality stickers you know the equal sign uh, mm -hmm. on their laptop and they had at their desk like um a flag and everything and um my Mormon self uh at first was super bristly and um was like oh my gosh oh my and like I'm, I'm working in a cube right next to this person like uh, and and <laughs> like 
What do you mean? <laughs> what was chilling? What do you mean, Brooke? What was like? I don't know, Sabrina. Like, it's a good, it's a good question, right? It is a good. It. <laughs> it is a question. Good question. The the feelings the the church tried to make me into somebody and I tried really hard to be that person. And, um, what was really important about trying to be the person the church wanted me to be was, you know, absolutely denying, I guess what you would call the real part of me. Um, and so like that denial <clears throat> expressed itself in in very homophobic ways right mm -hmm. and um and so that's what i'm talking about is that bristliness is that that homophobic shield to try to protect the mormon me you know and yeah. um so uh you know i i was very standoffish to this person and and but they were incredibly kind and like <laughs> probably the reason I made it through graduate school <laughs> because they helped me so much with like homework and studying and, and uh, uh, like everything. And like, um, so what it meant to me was like, it saved my life, you know? Yeah. Um, and so you could save someone's life um, with just like little things, you know, like a, like a flag. <laughs> yeah, but like this is like everything, right? Like this is exactly, mm -hmm. I mean, this is like the whole goal of trying to be part of the, ex the community and like accepting people is to save someone's life. Like I think about my neighbor down the street who's a BYU professor and he has like a big flag in his office and he may not get tenure that he's coming up for because of like all the issues that come along with that. But he's like, I may, you know, if it helps a student save someone's life, totally worth it. When yeah. you were saying that, Ren, like I'm imagining, I guess I hadn't really thought through the process of why somebody would put out if they if they were pushing against who they were I mean it should have made sense it seems like common sense now why they would not just put out homophobic vibes so that nobody else got the impression but maybe because their brains had to build that from the you know they built that with their own hands and that's really hard to um imagine building an inner critic that was that powerful to the point where like um, your inner critic was hating such a intimate part of yourself in order to preserve what it thought it should be. Um, it's so painful. And I like, I think even people who are not in that community, maybe in different ways have felt themselves like divided uh, like that, where, I know I have where, you know, you have these expectations of what you're supposed to be. And this isn't anything to the, this type of degree because it doesn't involve intimacy and attachment. It's just like my ideas. But intimacy and attachment is like a whole new level. That's like as vulnerable and 
I mean, it's as fundamental as it gets to, in my mind anyway, to being like what it means to be human. Um, and so like hearing you say that and just like, I feel like, a um, yeah, yeah, you just did a really, it's just tough to hear that about why you were putting that out and then to see it become like holy in the sense that somebody else was able to melt that in a sense. I think yeah. holy is the right word. I mean, that word sounds perfect to me. See this? A little kind, right? I'm thinking about, you know, more recent events in Utah with the Y on the mountain, you know, and uh, see, I ran like I'm so grateful for you sharing because I see you and I see who you are and I'm just so impressed by you and it gives me a lot of hope for my kids. Um but there is that feeling as a mom where, I, you know, you see these brave individuals go and light these colors on the Y. And then to have that feeling like it's being taken away or that's not okay. And it's so confusing. <laughs> like it feels really confusing um, when, especially with church, you know, I'm sitting here thinking there's so much symbolism and things that are meaningful within the church and other places where it's, it's like common understanding that there's kind of a sacredness around these symbols that we hold and how, why can't we see that in these other areas, you know, where we're saying this makes a difference. This makes a huge difference. Yeah, you can say it's funny, you can reduce it down to something like lights or trespassing, whatever, but bottom line, this what are we doing? Like, how are we helping? <laughs> like, what are we really standing for? I guess as an organization from that perspective, you know, with all the influence they have in the school, but um, yeah. Jess, what I love, so this idea of symbols, right? Cause these are symbols, but I think in my mind, I'm wondering if, I'm wondering what the range of interpretation of what that symbol means. I'd like to ask people uh, at different parts of the country, different ages, different genders, different, all kinds of difference. What does the flag mean to you? Like just get your little microphone, you know, at your next football game. What does the flag mean to you? Like, I'm curious what the spectrum would be. It's not like there's a joint consensus on what the flag means, which might be part of the problem. And my other thought was to me, this idea is that it's, it's pride in this idea of um self like uh expression like and the joy that comes from actually not constraining and I know because I've constrained a lot <laughs> like I know what it feels like to feel restricted and it's so hard to overcome so it takes a lot of courage to do it um anyway what are your thoughts on like what it actually like if you were to say what does it mean well, you know, there's not an anthem for it. 
<laughs> Maybe like, there is. I pledge allegiance <laughs> to that flag. Right? <laughs> you know, Texas yeah. has its own flag. I pledge allegiance to Texas. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting, Sabrina, how you're talking, uh, like, the language you're using about, like, the pride flag, like, is exactly parallel <laughs> with, like, the American flag, you know? Um, I pledge allegiance to the Texas. <laughs> oh yeah but so that yeah like what does it mean to other people like the reason i brought it up is because i wanted to share this story about <laughs> um yes a flag war that my spouse and i had with our neighbor um in 2020 after the presidential election our neighbor uh across the way <laughs> raised his american flag upside down and uh, I don't know if you guys knew people who did that or 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 also did that. And we we're like, that's kind of weird. And then, like he kept it that way for like months and months. And then he added a uh, a uh, fuck Joe Biden flag. Right. So he was all uh, upset about the election. And um, we're like, you know, whatever, you know, months go by it comes to June. And uh, my partner and I are like, hey, it's June, let's put out our pride flag. And so we put out our pride flag. And uh, the next day, this guy put out like three more flags. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Flag yeah. <laughs> because to him, like our, our flag was like a political statement, right? Like mm -hmm. it was like, and which wow. really, I guess it is, but like he was, he was very like upset about it. But it was funny, like uh, two days later, we saw like he's a very he's a he's an old guy and his daughter came by to visit and we saw her outside like basically like chastising him <laughs> like she was like pointing at the flags and yelling and being like blah, blah, blah. we didn't hear what they were saying but she was upset and then the next day all of his flags came down except for the american flag <laughs> so and, um, we won the flag war. Yes. <laughs> Good work, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's interesting how much of a reaction like a symbol can evoke in people, you know? Well, I was thinking, I mean, there's a lot of examples of finding your people kind of thing with symbols. You know, I remember growing up, you know, I have a, a weird kind of unique story with the church and then reconverting kind of thing. But I do remember paying attention when I'd see CTR rings, like as a kid, I'd be like, Oh, they're, they're Mormon, you know, like they're, they're safe people or whatever, you know, and yeah. there is something to that, that, you know, we have little, I can't find them, but little rainbow bracelets and stuff. Um, and, you know, we've been in situations where we've been at the doctor's office and it's a totally culturally accepted thing to have crosses everywhere, you know, like cross necklaces, cross, whatever, the fishes, whatever, all those different symbols. And this is another one that is meaningful and has value to the people that recognize it. And it, it feels similar to me in that way of, you find, you know, your people and are inspired by knowing that you're not alone. Yeah. And that's, that's really uh, kind of interesting that you brought up, you know, the, the Christian symbols. I know, like, I don't know if you guys have ever encountered this, but like the stories and, and it really makes me wonder a lot about like, 
this the feelings we have about the symbology of like uh rainbow flags or um you know equal signs and stuff um like the the myth of christianity there's a lot of these like legends about how you know christians during roman times were the marginalized people right mm -hmm. that's the that's the myth right. is that uh or the the symbolic fiction <laughs> is is that uh you know they were they were marginalized and they were persecuted which undoubtedly they were um but it was these symbols like the fish symbol you know i don't know if you heard the story about how you know they would draw half of it and then another person would draw the other half and that's how you knew there was two christians oh. um and uh uh it's interesting it's in like like mm. will the symbols we have now like will they become sacrosanct like um things into the future uh to where like once again like 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 will 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 the gay agenda take over will they become yes. the new christianity let's let's they hope will. so huh? you know why let me tell you why look at all the look i'm looking at this timeline okay 50 mm -hmm. years from now so 1992 is when bill clinton did don't ask don't tell that's 92 and then you've got uh 93 september 6th when did uh, ellen came out 97 is this interesting? Okay. Uh, 97 doesn't seem that long ago, right? I mean, it's right. Well. Uh, Matthew Shepard, he was one that got, he was killed uh, for that. But that was like, a, that resulted in, um, there was some uh, like uh, laws against hate crimes. Anyway, right? yeah, was yeah. Was that the University right. of Wyoming case? Yep. Is that Matthew Shepard? Yes. Yeah, so you're seeing all this. So there's like still a long way to go. I mean, think 2008, right? I got married in 2008. That's Prop 8 year. Um, then that seemed like not that long ago, no. right? And then, I mean, so we're just dealing it with it being legalized, gay marriage in 2015. We're at 2022. So imagine, like, look at that progress from it where it was in 19... You know, where it was in the DSM where we started, where World War II, where they're put in the same, got a little pink triangle. Um, as, and, and you look at all that progress, and that was before there's like a lot of scientific studies. I don't know, maybe you guys know the epigenetic studies. Does anybody like know anything cool about that? <laughs> like, no. I mean, you know that the science is good. Okay. Awesome. I got Delete that part then. Okay, well, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it it is gonna come, and so it's just gonna be in fifty years from now. It's just gonna be not only sacred, but just completely humiliating to think what we used to think. I think it's already getting like, like kind of bad. Like it's gonna be like oh, like flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, what I think. That's my opinion. I mean, because the progress is made within 50 years, and it's just going to be exponential after that once it gets lift. It's already gotten lift in five years, five, seven years. What are you laughing <laughs> Shut it. I don't want to talk about it. What is wrong with me? I say normal things. <laughs> you are saying normal. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I know. Oh man, it 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 happens a disproportionate amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, um, in that sense, you know, um, the kind of question I guess that must always be talked about on a supposed ex-Mormon podcast or Mormon podcast or yeah, I'm Mormon, whatever. Yeah, is uh, whether or not the the church will ever reverse their stance on um, gay rights or homosexuality. And if they did, would that change your feelings about the church at all? Or, or um, you know, like a lot of times when you're on internet forums or something and people are talking about the church and they're like, oh, is there anything that could happen to make you go back or something? And a lot of people are like, no way. Rah, rah. And like for me, um there are definitely things that would make me go back right like 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 if god talked to me and said go back to church like i i would go back to church right like i mean i would not deny like if 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 that happened right um yeah <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think so man i think you would be like somebody put something in my drink <laughs> I don't yeah, know. What, what substances had you had before that experience? That's a real question. <laughs> I know, right? No, but I mean, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to close myself off to, like, like uh, uh, miracles or whatever. But oh. I would have, I'd have to, I'd, they'd have to happen, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so, I don't know. If the church had reversed, if the church, like, did a, did a complete 180 and embraced and then and, and said yeah you know uh gay people lesbian people you know polycules you we're all we're all you can all get married in the temple we can seal anybody to anyone um as many people <laughs> it's all good um i'm i don't know how i'd feel about that like i don't I, it does give me pause like to think like because like i don't know it, it may, might be nice to like have like a gay ward, you know, lesbian ward. <laughs> like there's like a Polynesian ward? ward that you have. We had a deaf <laughs> branch growing up. So it was just a bunch of deaf people. There you cool. go. Uh, it's problematic, right? Because with that, now you would think this, right? If that happens, it calls into question this whole revelation bit. Mm -hmm. you think but uh so then you're dealing with um all the people who are put in a position where they're in this cognitive dissonance like oh i supported that i bought it I, and then it's so then they have to do something with the revelation um so that is but okay in my mind that would be the problem right but historically they didn't have no problem with it <laughs> They just go, oh, okay. I'm surprised. I'm not gonna lie, but that it has on other issues, right? Anybody right. else? Glenn, right, exactly. Yeah. Muted boy. I just like hearing you guys talk about this, and you're also <laughs> enthusiastic about. Oh, I am. We a, are. I am a, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's hard to to jump in, so I'm just kind of like letting you guys go. But what was the question? What are you asking me? 
<laughs> for those for those not on for those not being watching this right now like we are glenn is nine beers into this podcast nine. <laughs> <laughs> well what did you say half of a sazerac actually what the heck is that it's uh, uh it's like an old-fashioned that has absinthe in it i don't know quite tasty right. absinthe tastes like uh black licorice and so oh. it's it's whiskey and black licorice basically um is, this is the question about the Mormon church. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, the way that you like... asked it, Ren, you, you, you asked two different questions. You One, would it change my attitude towards the Mormon church? And then would you go back? And those are two separate things for me. <laughs> like one, it would definitely change the way that I thought about the Mormon church. I'd, I'd be glad to see that. And I think it'd be hilarious to have gay wards. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't go back because I don't want to pay 10% of my stuff to them. Yeah. <laughs> Tithing could be optional. Yeah. I, I just don't want people to tell me what to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah. but, but I, I love this issue. And I, I love that every single one of us on this panel either directly is experiencing this like Ren or we have kids that are, mm-hmm. are or might, Kurt. You know? <laughs> Community members. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, and, that, and that question about like when you were talking about why pride uh, originated in 1969. Like I was born in 1972, so it's not that far from 1969. And the the changes that I've seen over 50 years compared to what's going on in the future, I just see that we keep coming closer and closer and closer together as groups. And so, raising the awareness, putting the flags out, whether you put it in your yard or you just have it in your heart. Uh, of acceptance and compassion is going to be absolutely necessary because we're we're gonna I think we're gonna be forced to come closer mm-hmm. together to rely on each other as things start falling apart in the environment around us and stuff and like leaning on each other so becoming more compassionate accepting loving and this is a great area to like kind of like a litmus test to see mm-hmm. are you really going to be okay with people loving other people that you don't think is okay <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like where's the problem in that really can you resolve that or we're just gonna have to wait for generations to die off um but i i see it i see it shifting i see it changing and i'm encouraged by it and i love my kids nice i think something that's standing out to me right now too uh after you're saying that glenn is it it feels like we're slowly understanding through time that we're all the same. Like we're, we all have, and I don't mean that to discredit some of our unique differences, but I just mean, oh, we all are human. <laughs> like we all are struggling. We all are celebrating. We all are loving. And, you know, we recognize that when we get curious, we recognize that when we take the time and like Sabrina's saying too, making the time to sit with people and allow them to work through their process of, of discovering that sameness that's in them with anyone. Um, I don't know, I guess I, I wanna say too that I feel that in the church, I feel spaces being carved out and voices being amplified slowly where people are turning their heads and they're not 
those blinders that are put up like, oh, we, we won't look at that or we can't <laughs> go there or, or it will never change are slowly beginning to soften. And, you know, there is more movement within these really rigid organizations. And that, that gives me a lot of hope. Not for me, I'm no longer there, but people I love are. And I think any area where we can start softening those barriers is doing a lot of, of good. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, it's fast. It's going faster than what you yeah, said. Yeah, I think too. so. The younger generation, so. they're not having it. Like yeah. if you teach the youth, right. they're like. Yeah. And the way that the system's structured, you know, that's where it's difficult because you don't see it as this ball rolling so fastly with these, you know, old men there in, in, in these positions of power. But even there, like, I think more voices are saying we need to hear more women. We need to hear more. <laughs> we need more seats at the table here. And that's happening. I think you're right, Sabrina. There was a Radio Free Mormon episode that he did, I don't know, several months ago, a long time ago, where he talked about his solution to the church. And I remember the, that. Uh, do you remember it? Uh-huh. It was so funny. Um, it, was, it was, well, I thought smart. it was interesting. I thought it was yeah. good. So like to just sort of recap what he suggested the church should do with the LGBTQ issue was essentially say like the church already right now with all things related to polygamy or whatever happens after this life says like, we sell people all the time, but at the end, it's sort of just like, we marry people and do the best we can and know that God will sort it out in the next life. Right? Like what happens? Like, am I going to be married to like two women or three women or no women? Or if like my husband dies and then I get remarried, what happens? Like there's some stuff that the church leaders will tell you, but there's also a lot of ambiguity where they just say like, God will make things beautiful and whole in the next life, which I think is, you know, can be a beautiful teaching. Um, but, his, but his suggestion was essentially just like back in the day, you know, this was like getting back to the um, under the banner of heaven stuff we, we talked about recently with the law of adoption where like men were being sealed to men back in the late 19th century all the time. And it may, maybe it was, uh, or maybe it wasn't, these weren't like, intimate relationships or maybe they were but they were being sealed to each other you know men and, and women being sealed to each other um and essentially radio, radio radio free mormon was just like just let people be sealed to each other and say this is what we're doing now and like god will make sure that everything is fair and beautiful and we'll sort it out in the next life which you know He's you know, Kurt, Kurt, I, like I, I want I want to restate what you're saying. And I know you often tell me that you like that I can restate things just mm. like really succinctly. So what you're saying is that the solution for the Mormon church is to say that everybody gets into heaven, regardless of your entry point. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I, do, you, do you know what I thought you were going to say, Glenn? I thought you were going to say, marry them all and let God sort them out is like the... No, Oh my God. that's not what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know straight and narrow Never. is the path oh my. The... straight and narrow <laughs> not curved and narrow that's yeah <laughs> you guys want uh or queer would you would you like some uh some lgbt tmi dump oh, yeah please always 
So, so um, I had my first uh, visit with a, a surgeon about um, gender uh, corrective surgery. And uh, the comment uh, <laughs> that she made about uh, my genitals were like, yes, this is, these are, these are very small. We're going to need some extra skin <laughs> around your body to help. <laughs> Construct what you want. Good thing you don't have your identity placed in that, right? <laughs> That's right. And in some ways, it was kind of like, oh, thank ah, you. I knew I was on to something. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow, that's amazing that you just shared that. I am. I feel like you should. I clap for that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> No one up here. Everyone, everyone else, let's go around the horn. Everyone say something about your genitals. Let's... Yeah, what? Yeah, that's the final question on the agenda. <laughs> oh my god! What, what are you proud of? I cannot believe you guys got me to come on here. Oh my god! Birthed five babies. Everybody gets that. <laughs> what are you? That was a question. What are you yeah. proud of? Yeah. 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 Jess said she had she birthed five babies. Out of mine. I, I'm, oh, proud of, I'm proud of you guys. She's still on that specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we your five babies, Glenn? No, but I, just, uh, I, I, I really love sitting here watching you guys and listening to you have this conversation. I, I really am very proud of it, and and proud of infants on thrones and you know like all of it. I like what it stands for. I like who you guys proud are. Proud of you. Yeah. Glenn. Can I share sure. something from my reading? that relates to infants on thrones that name if you want to you, I, it relates to this whole thing you're gonna guys. have to you're gonna have to give some background because listeners aren't gonna know what you mean by a reading okay it's an akashic reading okay look this nice. lady's amazing it's amazing listen to this glenn you're gonna love joseph smith now because i know you tea i mean you already do you already <laughs> do love us but this is what she said to me. Okay. So she's given me a reading. Uh, it's too hard. Glenn, can you say, can you say what uh, Akashic reading is? <laughs> no, it just, if anybody is interested, they can listen to Mormons on Mushrooms episode 50 with Kimber Tiernan. Okay. Well, this also has to do with the pelvic floor. So this is super exciting. Right. So she says to me, talking about being grounded, she says that imagine that your pelvic floor has a throne on it. And you have your soul sit in the throne. So when we're talking about knowing who you are, we're talking about being grounded. Imagine pulling your soul when you want to be flighty or, you know, worry about pleasing other people, all these things. Imagine pulling your soul back to sit on that throne, which is grounded. And then she said this, your whole soul will sit in the body and in the, and then you're, you know, through breathing, Jess talks about how she gets really grounded through her body. And then you'll see Shakti everywhere, meaning like you'll see the intelligence and goodness in everything, even dandelions, as Reed will share with us on the next episode. Um, and uh, and she said this, your inner child becomes the divine child and the divine child is a higher self in disguise. Okay, so guess what, Glenn? That little baby on a throne is actually... <laughs> The higher self in your priesthood. Yeah, that that's that that's why we called it infants on thrones. Totally, that was. I know. That's exactly why we did it. 
we, we were totally to thinking say. about pelvic floors and stuff. We're like, how could how can we do a podcast about pelvic floors without anybody knowing it? Like we're just gonna call ourselves Infants on Thrones, and we've been pulling the wool over everybody's eyes for twelve years. It's pretty awesome, or ten years. It was good. You make yeah. fun of it, pelvic floor. I'm not so making fun of it. I'm making fun with it. Okay. Okay. Good stuff, though. That's yeah. what he meant by cool. an infant on a pelvic floor. There we go. I'm proud of my pelvic floor. I've, I've done physical therapy work with my pelvic floor, and that's no, I've good. seen I've seen your Kegel skills. They're impressive. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How? Is it, yeah, isn't that the question? Isn't win. that the so question? Kegel skills. Oh my gosh. Over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for uh, wow. coming. Thanks, Ren. Have a great Thank rest you, of the Pride Month. If you uh, if there's any Pride events going on in your city still, head on out there and show your support. Yeah, but my favorite question that you wanted to ask, you didn't ask. Oh. What's the problem with pride? What is the problem with pride? What's the, what's the problem with pride? Why is it a big deal? But we Let's can talk do about that another episode on this. Yeah, yeah we kind of. Yeah, we should. Pride. Yeah, because yeah, that that quote I read at the very beginning from C.S. Lewis, like, yeah, that's a lot we could talk about with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Put down the weapons that you use against yourself. You don't need them anymore Lay down the weapons that you use against the world We don't need another war Put down the weapons that you use against yourself you Hi, this is Hillary, Matthew, Ryan, Carol, Keith. Dashley, and I like to play bingo online while listening to Infants on Thrones. You can comment on this episode on the website, infantsonthrones.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the quorum a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did. I did. I did. Anyone for the closing prayer? My worst crime is an inside job. Dark thoughts taking over like an inside mob. I tune into the scene between the eyes and take a breath. Thank you for listening to Infants on Front. I sit still and watch the thoughts float past me. Never mind the future, never mind what the past be. I like to jump and let the universe catch me. Three, four, watch the beauty blow past me. I keep my pockets like destination in sight. Keep my actions elevated to compassionate heights. I'm walking past the fight, laying down arms of the night. Choosing love when I pick up this mic.